Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And it's just us three today. today. Hey. Hi. Hey. <laughs> no, I mean, we love our guests. We love our guests. <laughs> yes. 100% we do. And we love that during the time with our guests, we're always usually learning something. And we're honestly getting to you know be able to represent our audience and asking questions from actual experts and we it's a it's a role we don't take lightly and there is a reason that we prioritize this podcast the three of us even though we're very busy moms and business owners and wives and all the things especially during this holiday season we're stretched pretty thin but let me just say we prioritize this because we hear from all of you not all of you but but some of you who take the time to thank us for putting this out there and why because we're trying to bring you actual evidence of things to think about to look at and to examine so that you can just think for yourself because what we've realized is if you rely on the um i would say historically relied upon means of information your your local media for example you know your television your newspapers those things are now owned by bigger corporations and they do have a say in what they're allowed to report on. And what we want to do, we we're owned, we're beholden to nobody. And frankly, wherever the truth lies, whether that's left, right, middle, that's what we want to find. We hate politics. We hate partisan politics. What we want to know is what is true. So our job on this podcast is to just bring you the latest headlines, things that are going on and knowing that you're probably being told one narrative we want to bring you another another thing to consider. We don't personally have a narrative. What we are always in search of is, frankly, the truth. truth. So today, this episode is a complete and utter brain dump. It is Thursday, <laughs> December 8th is when we're recording this. It's a brain dump of everything going on right now that we don't necessarily have the answers to. We have suspicions about. We have thoughts about. You might have some of the same thoughts. And we want to get to the bottom of it. And what we thought is, if we just go dump this on you, our listeners, you guys are smart, you're thinkers, perhaps you can dig with us and find out what's really going on here. So mm-hmm. we have a laundry list of things. Let's start with Twitter. I feel like that's one of the biggest headlines right now is that um, obviously Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. It has frightened the literal hell out <laughs> of some folks. Ooh, people are leaving. Ooh, They're just wee. leaving left and right. Bye, Felicia. Some of the celebrities are like, just, I can't be here anymore. And we're yeah. like, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go to our bio on Twitter, go go follow us on Twitter. Um, our bio says here for the free speech. That's like, we're here for uncensored. 
And mm-hmm. and the, you know what? I know some people say, well, we want to censor hate speech. And I, I hate hate speech. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. But I would much rather know who someone really is than for them to, for some, for it to be hidden. So in other words, if someone's got hate speech coming out of their heart and their mouth, like mm-hmm. I'd rather know who that is. And I'd rather be able to identify actual racists or bigots or misogynists than, than to just try to, to, to protect the world from, from all of it. Let's know who they are and let's let society deal with them. Society usually some of the, the takes care speech. of that, right? Like I would love to see. Oh, I, we've seen the hate speech, but let's see well, the other hate speech. Right. Like, <laughs> I guess I don't, I mean, maybe there are just like blatant racists on Twitter that just go on there strictly to make racist comments. I mean, I personally like, haven't ever seen that. People. Or like, I want to kill this person. I mean, yeah. obviously like those are threats to someone's life. I understand that. But like, I think, I mean, and I, and I don't know, I got by me wrong, but I feel like this hate speech is such a big umbrella for like, just things you don't like or things that make you feel offended. Um, yeah. Like what? I mean, let's, hurts let's, my feelings. let's make hate speech. Like let's, let's dial it into like what it really was supposed to mean. You know what I mean? Because it's just gotten a little bit kind of like the term, like we talked about, like racist, like when you are fascist, fascist. like we were just called fascist. So it's Mm -hmm. like when you throw terms around like that so flippantly and like speech is such a like, oh, that's hate speech. Mm -hmm. Um, It just loses its value. It loses its meaning. And then it's like, it's like that story, the the boy who cried. Yeah. Like how, how can you You even define hate speech anymore that's what i'm but saying like this is so much i just i don't know i don't see hate speech in my twitter feed i'm not a huge twitter person but like do y'all no not at all okay. not at all i don't I, mean, I wouldn't follow someone that was being hateful right. so like if i saw somebody who was literally saying hate speech which like whatever that means it but like it's not like i guess uh, sometimes you're just like they're crazy and yeah, you just yeah. keep going you just, like, yeah, you just keep or... going you know you're just like you already they're basically they're telling you who they are right there and right. they lose credibility. Right. You know, like, so I've if you're going to talk like that, like, then I'm like, I know who I you are. I hate black people. I hate white people. I hate gay people. I, I, I've never seen anybody just go tweet that. No, but not, they do. You but know, Del, Del Bigtree on the high wire, he was talking about the other day and it was a really good point um, that you have to be able to, he said, the great thing about having free speech is if he goes and says something, which to be honest, I don't know that Dell has ever been wrong on it. I'm like, he has honestly yeah. been predicted so much. And if he ever was wrong, I know that he would correct it. Okay. Correct it. Um, and I'm not saying he's perfect, but I'm just saying for an example, but he said, the great thing about free speech is if, if I tell you something or misinformation, yeah. and then you find out that I was, that I was spreading misinformation, yeah. I lose credibility already. That's you don't it. need to censor me because it's going to be harder, harder for you to trust me anyway. It's like somebody cheating on you. You know, it's going to be a lot harder to earn that trust once you've broken that trust. So once somebody, and that's why we fully vet as much as we can. And we want people to tell us if we're wrong, because if right. we are wrong, we want to correct it, but okay. it's important for us to do that so that we know. And, and also we can stand corrected, you that's know, right. anybody. That's right. And in, in, in historically in the world, okay, if, if we got to look at it this way, the internet or these social media platforms are the, it is the marketplace now. It is where everybody has gone because we don't go sit in a town square anymore. We're now engaging online, right? Across the globe. And the, 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 in the United States, I had the freedom to stand on a corner and say whatever I wanted to say. We've seen those people, right? And downtown. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can say whatever I want to say 
And as long as I'm not like threatening to kill somebody, right? Like pretty much I can say whatever I want. Here's the truth. In America, you have the right to free speech and the right to be wrong. And you have the right for someone else to correct you or argue with you or disagree with you. That's what has made us a free country, right? Number one, First Amendment, freedom of speech. Second, right to bear arms so that you can defend yourself when you exercise the First Amendment and somebody wants to harm you. I'm yeah. just kidding. That's Take not true. China. Right, no, no, you're not. No, you're not, Holly. We're not kidding. Hey, but listen, real quick, while we're talking about the hate speech, I just I went on to Twitter just now, and five days ago, Elon Musk posted a graph says hate speech impressions, uh, meaning the number of times the tweet was viewed, continue to decline despite significant user growth. Twitter, Twitter Safety will publish this data weekly. So for those of you concerned about hate speech, they're going to publish the weekly data. Um, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of reach. Negativity should and will get less reach than positivity. So I guess they are going to like, you know, Monitor. suppress hate speech, you know, um, but it's it shows here. Let's see. So the impressions of the hate speech um, went way up. And, and who knows down. if they're going to suppress it or it could just be that not as many people, people are retweeting it. Not as many right. people are responding well, to it. What you I, know? That's, so, what, who knows? that's what most people do. I mean, at least that's what I do. If I saw somebody saying something like that, like instead of just being a troll, flipping out and like <laughs> yeah. crying, yeah. I would just like move on and yeah. Well, so I think that takes us to a, a, another part of the conversation, which is why can't people handle disagreement anymore? Why can't people handle someone having a completely opposite opinion of you anymore? Why is it that we have become overly sensitive human beings that literally don't want to ever be uncomfortable? And, and let me also, while I say that, let me also encourage parents, because I think so many of our cultural problems always go back to the home and what's going on in the home and how you're raising your children. If you are overprotecting your kids from ever having their feelings hurt, first of all, parents, you should regularly hurt your kids' feelings. And I'm going to stand on that, okay? I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to say, what me? Your child comes down in an outfit that she's going to get picked on for at school. And you know it because it is that crazy, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. This is what I think. Absolutely, you can champion their freedom of expression. But I think as a parent, you should say, honey, just if you're going out like that, you need to own it. You need to own it. You need to feel real good about this choice. Right. Are I going to have opinions about it? And I'm just, I'm telling you now, you as the parent need to, it is your job. It yes. is your job to be the adult in their life, to yes. help them learn from your life experience. Yes, you need to let them feel. Let her go out in that outfit if she is insistent on it, as long as it's not prude or, you know, showing stuff, which that's a whole nother conversation. We oh, should Lord, you should see Lord, that. Mama, daddies. Daddy, do you remember what it was like when you were 16 years old? Hmm. Do you remember what you were looking at? If your daughter would have been a problem for you at 16, please cover her, <laughs> cover her ass up. I'm going to say it. Cover it up. Okay. As a mama of boys. Anyway. Okay. And I don't care. I know people are going to say whatever. I don't care. I, most of our listeners have good common sense and they know what I mean by this. Let's protect everybody to some degree. But as a parent, it is your job. It is your job to hurt their feelings because Guess what? The world is going to, and the world doesn't love them like you do. I this love it when you say that. <laughs> the world does not love them like you do. You have to be the one that's willing to be honest with your kids about some things, but do it in a loving way, right? I mean, there's a good and bad way to do these things. But I just, I, I do think 
in society, and it goes back to what we've talked about, Kristen, I think you mentioned this recently, this everybody gets a trophy mentality. Everybody gets rewarded for just showing up, but not based on how you do. And right. or that's not fair. Unless like life and fair. How many times Thank did you, you. Say that? And I hated hearing it, but it's just true. It's true. You realize that. And yeah. so, you know, yeah. and you accept that life is going to get a little bit easier to yeah. deal with because you expect that it's not yeah. going to be fair and that yeah. you've got to work a little bit harder right. or you've yeah. got to grow some cojones. Well, y'all you know, <laughs> know um, John Roseman, right? Yes. yes love him. Um, I know. I was trying to find it because I sent it to y'all the other day. Um, because I love him. He's like old school, mm -hmm. but it's just so funny because I go back and forth between like the old school mentality of parenting, but also helping your child understand their feelings. And like, you know, we talked to Katie Wood and like that kind of stuff, like empowerment and the mm -hmm. affirmations and all these things are important. But sometimes, like he said, the problem is, is that it's that, that I oh, once upon a child, this is his um, mm -hmm. on Facebook. Once upon a time, children did what they were told because they were told. Yeah. This was before the experts informed yeah. us that because I said so had destroyed the self-esteem of entire generations. So it was like this huge movement of like helping children with their self-esteem that mm -hmm. made parents who just said, because I said so, mm -hmm. do what you're told, mm -hmm. like the bad people. But then I'm sitting here and I started thinking about it and I'm like, okay, so we've seen so far what the self-esteem generation is turning out to be like. Yeah. And I'm not so sure- What's working, better? what's working better? Because like, when you think about, you know, our parents are people who are raised by parents who said, because I said so, yeah. because I said so the end and not yeah. like, well, let me explain why, honey. It's because, you know, I know you feel sad and da, 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 da. Or they don't want to do something because they don't want to do something. I was like, I don't care. You're going to do it anyway. You're doing it anyway. anyway. I said so. Right. And like <laughs> having to explain everything and explain emotions, like all this stuff, like, and I understand that's important, but like, it's just so when I, when I see the fruits of that. I'm yep. like, oh, well, here's the thing, parents. There's a, there's a, there's a balance. You, there is, there's, this is, this is how I think would be the best way for every parent to look at their children. What is the end goal? How do you want them to end up? Do you need them to live at home with you for the rest of their life to stroke their ego and take care of them and feed them everything and do their laundry and all this? Do you want them to be stuck or do you want them to be empowered, confident adults? Mm -hmm. empowered confident adults this is how you become an empowered confident adult you're allowed to try things and you're allowed to fail at them and mm -hmm. in fact it's encouraged that you try new things and that if you fail it's okay you actually build self-esteem through learning and, and, and trying mm -hmm. and failing and getting up again and trying again that's what will yep. build self-esteem in people but we have gotten to where we don't want our children's feelings to ever be hurt we want to embrace everybody so that no one's feelings are hurt. But let me tell you something, embracing everybody means to embrace behaviors and things in people that actually aren't good for them. That actually, mm -hmm. so for example, if you have a child that's grossly overweight, do you just keep allowing the behaviors to feed them to where they, they continue to be in a place where we know statistically, scientifically, it is not going to be good for them? So that'd be good for the future of their health, for their lifestyle. None of it. This is what I'm saying. But we live in this world where God forbid we hurt anybody's feelings. Mm -hmm. Please hurt my feelings sometimes. Like it's a good, it's an ego check. No, I am not like that tough. Like, I mean, I, there are times where I'm like, uh, there's a lot of things that do hurt my feelings. <laughs> but you know, you have to, you have to go through it. You have to go through it. 
it's and, just and you got to grow through it. And what you go through, you grow through what you go through. <laughs> and I do think that going, tying this back to Twitter, if Twitter is the marketplace, then as adults, we need to be used to having our feelings hurt, right? Well, I mean, certainly as this podcast, like we have people who called us fascists and called us anti-science. And like, if that hurt our feelings, what would we do? Crawl, crawl in a corner and stop recording? No. You know, or are we screaming for those people to be canceled because they said that? No, they have the right to say it. Yeah, they, I will actually fight for their right to criticize me. I yeah. will actually fight for their right to be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, but because that's the truth. But I, I just think that it's like we have got to agree as a society. Those of us with sense, okay, can we stop politely complying with all these BS rules yes. on? And, and stop saying, well, yeah, I mean, stop, because we're not going to be a strong society if we're filled with weak human beings who cannot, who cannot function because their feelings get hurt, you know, or that even applies to being physically fit. How are we, like, we have just lost our way that, mm-hmm. that it, that it's okay. I mean, for example, and we've talked about this before, and I'm going to go there because we try to normalize having these uncomfortable conversations. But as I'm shopping for athletic gear this holiday <laughs> season, and I see Nike is one who, um, it is a very morbidly obese model in the Nike workout gear. Now, here's an argument to that. They're saying, well, shouldn't everybody be able to start at square one and start exercising? Working? Absolutely, right? We want anybody at any size to feel empowered to start on day one. I think that's a that's a, that's a positive message. But the message where it is body positivity and um embrace this lifestyle that has gotten me to where I am, that's where it, that's a message I cannot get on board with because it's not good for that model. It's not good for that model to be morbidly obese. It, right. Statistically, scientifically, it's not. So what kind of human am I if I encourage behaviors in her that are actually not good for her? I don't think your, your, your soul positivity, like, you know, positive and empowered for, for who you are. Yes. But you have to just know, like, honestly, just from a health standpoint, it's not healthy. And, and on the flip side, the skinny models that are rail thin and not eating anything or doing drugs to stay that thin, you know, that's not healthy. That's That's not healthy either. That's right. So, I mean, honestly, I think strong physically strong women and men healthy that portray but you know what and I also understand I fully understand I have lots of friends who work their butts off have a great diet have exercise like crazy and they will never it's not never but like but at the same point in time the more we're learning you start thinking okay maybe they think they're doing something right but it could be like when we're going through these functional medicine things there could be that some people do better with eating these, like eating these foods, some do better eating these foods, some do better with this diet, even though you think it's a healthy diet, maybe that's not for you. So there's so much to learn out there. Yeah. But either way, if you're working out and exercising and trying to eat right and doing well, that's at least the best thing you can do to start with that, not to beat a dead horse. I know. I love following just, I'm going to throw somebody out there for y'all to follow because he has the best, like for those of you who are going to try this new year to like really get into a, a routine of like putting your health first and all that stuff. Um, Dr. James D-I-N-I-C. Mm-hmm. So his last name is Danicola I guess he's like 
Italian. <laughs> He's good. He's yeah. good. But he like just stuff. literally keeps it so easy. Um, you know, he's like basically like walk every day. Yeah. Drink, put, put electro. He's huge on salt, salt in your water yes. um, with magnesium. And he's like, walk, lift weights a couple times a week, eat lots of protein, period. Then you'll be great. You'll be <laughs> yeah. good. You'll feel so much better. Like he just breaks simple. it down into very simple, Doable. like one to two degree shifts that you can make in yeah. your life to yeah. feel so much better. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, get, you know, try to go to bed at a decent time, wake up, go get some sunshine on your face right away. You know, these are just easy things. So it's Dr. James D I N I C. So Danick, Danick. And when you say the one to two things, it reminds me of Katie Wood. Yeah. Once again, I love, she yeah. does she's always done this training and it's probably in her, is it in the simple C we haven't gotten to that one yet, but about one degree. Yeah. And she uses the example of like, even a plane, if they just like shift one degree, like yep. the, from one coast to the other, they're going to like completely go off course. That's right. Or maybe it means go on course. So if you just change one thing, one degree, so don't try to go like with new year's coming up, it's really important for us. We should do another health thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just yeah. think of the small things because small things add up to big changes. Yep. So. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's, and, and I think that's important. And again, what is this, but this all points back to personal accountability the responsibility that we have as individuals to take care of our bodies, it is our responsibility. It's no one else's to do it for us, right? Uh, we're not victims here. We can all we can all make choices to change our own lives. And that's the message we want to take to teach our children as well. So back to Twitter really quick. Some couple yeah. of things that we want to point out about Twitter. One, obviously, Elon Musk has taken it over. In the meantime, he had his team go through the quote, Twitter files now, to read old emails and exchanges of information around the presidential election. And of Mm -hmm. course, as we knew, they absolutely made the choice to hide the Hunter Biden laptop story. Hmm. Now, he interestingly chose two of our favorite journalists that you've heard us talk about on the show that we subscribe to their substacks, which is Matt Taibbi and um, Barry Weiss. These are two interesting choices for Musk to have chosen to basically out all these files to the public. And the reason why we find them interesting, Matt Matt Taibbi, I believe, is the son of another um, well-known reporter, and he is a self-professed liberal, worked for Rolling Stone forever, but he has certainly come out in recent years because he was one who was really hard on the Bushes during the Bush administration, and I think probably rightfully so, on the weapons of mass destruction, things like that, 9-11. But let me tell you, he has been really fair in his reporting on so much that even though he identifies as a liberal, he is absolutely about free speech. So I love that he was one of the choices, and he is someone that I really do look to to get his insight and his reporting on a myriad of topics. So go follow Matt Taibbi. The other one is Barry Weiss, which we've told you, lesbian. Jewish, identified as a leftist. Um, I think her father's conservative, so she probably has some of that in in her history. This girl has come out swinging ever since she wrote a very famous resignation letter to the New York Times. Mm -hmm. And again, calling out their bias and saying this is not journalism anymore. So the two people that Musk has chosen are not right-wing Fox News pundits, okay? Right. It's not. It is people who still believe in real journalism. And I think that's an important distinction. I think that you said the the word to describe both of them is fair. Yeah. Like they're both, they're very fair. Like they don't, they have no emotions tied to what they wish was true, what they want to believe, what they, you know, want to 
make everybody else believe like they are literally just like what's fair, what's true. And yeah. so they were great. Isn't that great what choices. journalism it's is? What it's supposed, it's supposed, to, it's supposed to, be. to be. It's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And yeah. nobody can say that they don't, you know, that's, that's the, that's the brilliant thing about choosing those two yeah. is no matter what side you're on, you know, right. liberal yeah. or conservative, yeah. like, you know, liberals aren't going to say, well, they're, they're right. When, you know, you can't say that about them. They are not, they, they are just reporting facts. And speaking of journalism, I just want to throw out another person for everybody to follow that house and habit. Ooh, she is really, really good. She is all yes. over it. If you yeah. want to get the scoop and she's actually there, she actually goes there. She was, wasn't she there with the Epstein? And yeah, she did the, she went to the Epstein trials. I think she did. A, she does some deep dives and her stories are amazing. And it's she house is. in habit, right? Yeah. yeah. House. house in habit. She's in California. And another thing to mention though, that was very interesting about the story is Jim Baker. The involvement yes, of Jim yes, Baker yes. in this situation. Okay, so they go through all these files. Matt Taibbi starts to release the files. And then he and Barry both say, let's have a little hiccup here in getting some of these files released to us to sort through. Well, because they started on Friday night. We were all like, whoo, yeah. we got popcorn. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, silence going down. And then we were like, okay, so where's the rest? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what happened was, Barry Weiss, does a little digging and asks who is filtering the information at Twitter before it gets to me and to, and to Matt who like, in other words, who's standing in the way of this. And they said, um, attorney Baker. And she said, wait, who is that? They said, attorney Jim Baker. Okay. You can go Google Jim Baker. <clears throat> Jim Baker was involved in the Russian collusion hoax against Trump. And the steel dossier, right? And the steel dossier. Yep, all of that. He was oh, all up in that whole thing. You can Google and look. So he was former FBI, right? Former FBI. Like former, so he's former FBI, but he is now, his title was, or his title was after before Elon gave him the boot. Um, <laughs> yeah, former. Twitter. Now he's also former Twitter <laughs> deputy general counsel. So does that yeah. mean like, it's like Twitter's main lawyer? Is that? He was, I guess, an internal attorney. For Twitter okay. after Twitter, this, after. but that should ask you, why did they hire this guy right. that was a Fire part of a really FBI. massive hoax? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's because the, 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 these people really believe they're being honest and truthful, which is just so hard to wrap your head around. So they had brought this guy in. I guess Elon didn't catch that he was still on staff or yeah. maybe he was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't, this is a part I don't understand because right. I would have thought this was not a guy that would be objective at all. I mean, he's already proven not to be, right. but so anyway, they hire him. He was the one filtering what could come out to Weiss and Taibbi. And so Elon goes in, promptly fires him. Okay. So now I think they're getting the information again. Meanwhile, Jack Dorsey, former yeah. CEO of Twitter comes out and says, just release everything. Full transparency of everything that's going on, good and yeah. bad, just release everything. Hey, that's great in theory, but Jack, you could have done that while you were. Right, like, exactly. Why didn't you do that? So how about you sit your happy ass down while and let somebody right. else be the CEO right now? Sorry, that's my advice to Jack Dorsey. Um, and I think Jack Dorsey knows Twitter's a mess. Like, I think he's pretty much all but said it outgrew what it was meant to be, you know. So to his credit, I think he has said some very accurate things about his former company. But here's the thing is that Elon comes back and says, oh, there was stuff hidden from you that you did not know and it's stuff that has since been deleted. But trust me when I say everything will be shown. So yeah. 
we're still over here with our popcorn popped, ready yeah. to see what's well, going to come out. What's funny about that is like Friday night, you know, when, when the original, when the first Twitter file dump came out or whatever, yeah. I was reading the chat and he was like, I mean, it's not that exciting. Yeah. Is that it? Like, I yeah. mean, cause I mean, obviously everything that's going to be dumped on Twitter guys, we've known. Okay. Yeah, we've right. known. Right. This is not news to us. This is more for people who truly that the laptop was Russian disinformation at this point. I don't know how these are people who have had their head in sand or like, uh, or believe CNN. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but if you believe CNN, yeah, there are are people out there like, but Chad was like, well, that's it. And I was like, yeah, but then, but then now it makes sense. This attorney was like, oh, I'll give them a little, like, let me just give them a little little something, dangle a carrot, make them excited, you know, whatever, but like, oh no, Mm -hmm. now, honey, honey, we're going to see it all. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to see it all. Same. Same. Okay, so go follow the Twitter story. Just we, like they're exposing Balenciaga. We need to talk about that too. Okay, so then <laughs> let's go to Balenciaga. All right, we've got all this outrage of, of, of celebrities quitting Twitter. Where were you when it was blatantly obvious that one of your top designers um, had children holding bears in bondage gear with mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Supreme Court rulings laid out in the picture that kind of defended some forms of, I guess, child pornography. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and that was not on, that was not an accident. No, you know, when they have ads out, okay. And they have a whole messy desk. They didn't just say, Hey, why don't you go plop your feet on that messy desk and yeah. let's make and just whatever's in the background. No, everything is strategic and it's all coming out and it is gross. There are other things. There are so many, there's so much coming out. And meanwhile, California just released like, uh, thousands of pedophiles right yep do that was that yep. like a, a law um, they just let do something like that something like that y'all go look that up. at um, Balenciaga's head stylist Lada Volkova mm. just go just go peruse yeah peruse L-O- go. yeah L-O-T-T-A Lada her last name is Volkova V-O-L-K-O-V-A okay and just look at some of the things that she it sounds like you. that sounds like a body part. I mean, it, a know, lot, lot it's, of <laughs> it's a lot of. Um, I mean, this is really disgusting. But like, kids, uh, blood. Um, are you which highlight are you on? Is that is house, house inhabit? House inhabit. If you go to house inhabit, go, go. She has two highlights on Balenciaga. Go look she, at that. She is. She just posts the facts. She is very fair. She digs way past narratives and. Um, she is very much into independent journalism and not being tied or beholden to anyone. So yeah. she is absolutely and, uh, for culture things. She's the one you need to follow. And also here's something to make you think who was canceled and who was not Balenciaga yeah. still hasn't been canceled. Kanye. I'm not saying that Kanye's right, wrong, whatever, but just look at who gets canceled for things and where the outrage is and then who and uh, who and on what subjects do they say stay silent right okay. like somebody was saying how like you know Kanye you know he's said some crazy things hateful oh. things whatever his J- JP Morgan Chase like yeah completely dropped him his bank completely dropped mm-hmm. him um never dropped Epstein right Epstein never, that is an important thing to never, know they, they should have yes never um in Balenciaga we still like, haven't seen the list of people so <laughs> I mean try, I mean come on if we're going to be fair here you know <laughs> yeah. yeah what and it's not which one okay which one is worse you know is it like 
being hateful towards a, a race or religion or uh, sexually abusing and showing, you know, sexually perverting kids. Mm. Yeah. Everybody's going to have a different answer on what they think is worse. However, they should all be treated fairly, you know, right. if, if you're going to cancel. Yeah, I mean, it's disgusting either way, right? Like, I mean, I, and to be honest with you, the, the, Kanye thing, the, the, word, the weird thing about the Kanye thing is I can't, I need to go find where he's actually tweeting and saying or doing these things because I completely have missed it. And so whenever someone comes out and says, you know, he's saying and doing all these anti-Semitic things, I'm like, okay, well, let me go look for myself. I mean, mm -hmm. we should all not just blindly trust. And, um, and, and so I need to take the time to go look for all the things I've seen. Um, I heard that he tweeted out um, like a swastika. I mean, and then, and then like made some comments apparently like to, to support them or support Balenciaga. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I didn't, and I have not read, we haven't listened to it. Oh, we have not. So we can't even speak on it. I guess my point is to say this, y'all go try to find the, everything that like, if, if go look for yourself, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because um, certainly we want to know. I mean, I've, I wasn't a Kanye fan for years. I like publicly said how much I wasn't a Kanye fan for years. <laughs> Um, so I think he has some issues, but I do think that, that I want to, when, when stuff, when this kind of news breaks, can we all get in the habit of going to look for ourselves instead yeah. of relying on the interpretation of what everybody else said? Exactly what house and habit. And her name is Jessica, by the way, I feel weird calling her house and habit, but that's, yeah, her, that's Instagram. her Instagram. Don't let the media decide your villains. That's so good. Do Thank not you. like period the end. Like, yes. you know, look at it all. Don't let the media decide yeah. who's a villain. And and she even like it's gone. I can't find it in her. It's not in her story anymore. It's probably somewhere, but she went to the source and like she's like, I want to talk to somebody who is close to Kanye and I want to hear what right. he has to say for Kanye's behavior. And so she did. And they completely um removed like that guy, like he was removed off of something that got oh that's canceled. right he was canceled or something he was right canceled. Something. so they moved over to Substack so I think she has a Substack too where you can read anything that's but she's like so so hate Kanye or love him like that's got that's weird I think like, it's you, more just like yeah. we need to have the same discipline the same or the same punishment or the same yeah whatever but it's like, I can't say it <laughs> for, for everybody. Okay. Right. I mean, not really, but you know, like if you're going to treat one person like this, but not treat someone else like this, I mean, wrong is wrong. I think she called it, um, outrage hypocrisy. Like, yeah, I like that. Everybody's getting yes. sick of outrage hypocrisy. That's hypocrisy. Good it is. It's like, you decide to be outraged when it's like a good virtue signal for your, um, you know, that's for your right. Brain. Well, right. for example, if you're outraged over over school shootings, but not equally outraged over what happens in Chicago every single day, right? Like that's outrage hypocrisy, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's outrage hypocrisy, um, because it is still violence. It is violence against a large number of people, innocent victims, and and right. they're victims. They're absolute victims. Now, so that to me is where exactly what you're saying, Amy, like when we just choose to follow headlines to decide who's the villain and who who's the good people and who are the bad people. And then this is what just contributes to more and more of the divide and more and more of this tribalization of America. And that's what we really want to see stop. Um, mm -hmm. It's human nature to want to find like-minded people, right? Kristen, Amy, and I, we certainly bonded over the fact that we had the same questions and we saw, we had a lot of the same questions and a lot of the same thoughts about what was happening, even though we came from across the political spectrum, okay? That certainly bonded us. But 
we also want to be the kind of people who question everything, which I think we do. Like, well, even people we follow and people that we tend to trust, we still go, wait, okay, but what about this? Or what about that? And so when it comes to the whole Kanye thing, I just want to see the full scope of everything he said in the context when she said it so that I can make up my mind about, you know, whether he's crazy or hates Jews. Because I've I've seen him say, I love all people. I love Jews. But then if you tweet a swastika or you put that out there, surely you have to know how hateful that will feel any Jewish person. Like, I can't understand what part of your brain thought that was okay if that happened. But again, I don't even know. I don't even know what happened because I can't seem to find it yet. Here's the other thing, though. When we talk about Balenciaga, the number of people who canceled um, the, what you know, we've wanted to cancel what the, the bean, the Goya beans CEO, don't eat their beans because he supported my pillow. My, 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 my pillow. Oh my gosh. What that man has gone through. Listen, that's fine. If, if someone is creating a product and you fundamentally disagree with their beliefs or whatever, and you don't want to support them, that's fine. You have the right to not buy their products. Don't buy it. Yeah. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. But to get on campaigns, cancel campaigns based on what you think is right, based, you know, or what your opinion is, is such egotistical bullshit. And we're all sick of it. I don't think that I have the right, even though I fundamentally disagree with Balenciaga, and I think everything they did was disgusting, and to put it back on your PR firm as if you did not approve those pictures. What? What utter that again is such weakness. I I am I'm I think it's despicable, honestly. Yeah, and I also feel like this should be like, you know, you do think I I totally agree, like the cancel culture and stuff, but but at the same time, like these are kids and like these are kids putting children. And I I will never buy their stuff, but again, never have anyway. Okay. In fairness, like I I would never buy their stuff. It's overpriced crap if you ask me. But whatever. I think that about a lot of high fashion. I'm not obviously I'm not a high fashion girl. Um, but I think all of it's overpriced, like people just thinking that they're somebody special because that has this brand on it. And that is like if you find your identity based on what brands you wear, like that's really sad. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. say it. Um, Okay. Like the Balenciaga, um, the Babylon B said. (laughs) I love it. Celebrities cut ties with Balenciaga after my pillow was uh, spotted in the photo shoot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's it's like, hey, okay, if if those toddlers were laying on my pillows, yes, yeah. like celebrities, absolutely not. This is an outrage. Yes. yes. That's outrage. exactly what would have happened. So why though? And that's what we have to ask. Like why? Why? Again, I think every human should be outraged by Balenciaga, not for any political reason, but because children were used in sexualized mm-hmm. photographs that certainly promoted and 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 had a and some kind of demonic association mm-hmm. with child abuse, and I, and so therefore, I don't think anybody should give a dollar to Balenciaga. But I am not going to start some cancel Balenciaga campaign personally. This is true. I'm not, I'm just never going to support it and I'll speak out against it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to start some kind of campaign because again, again, I think that usually in society, these things can tend, if the truth comes out, they can tend to take care of themselves, right? Like you make a choice where you give your dollars, right? Let's let people make that choice for themselves. Just like when people caught lying, you lose credibility. I mean, take your own holes. Okay, you're going to dig around holes. Like the truth, this is why it's like goodness wins. The truth will prevail. And this is where we just have to keep, that's where I just keep going back to on the days that like where where I feel like hopeless, helpless. And like, what is going to, I mean, it's anything that are we doing any, are we making any difference? But you, I always literally, seriously always go back to that, that 
you know, good is going to win. There's always glimmers. Like, look, two years ago when we did that whole save the children hashtag, and that was like what started us being like, oh my gosh, like here we are two years later. And it's a little more mainstream, this idea that children are um, in the crossfire Mm -hmm. of this being sexualized and trafficked and all these things like more and more people are are like, oh, they're seeing it. So it which takes time, okay, but it, and it I do want to like sit, I do want to move move on. Like once you said the traffic, the Project Veritas. If y'all have not seen the whistle blow, whistleblower video um, of them talking about the kids who are being trafficked, and our government, our tax dollars, and our government is actually not only like you know allowing it, but it, basically enabling and encouraging it. And it's yeah. it's it's legit. <laughs> Go yeah. watch it. Um, I'm just going to let you go watch that. And I, I highly encourage you to watch it because, and, and it will just show you how corrupt and horrible yep. everything is happening, everything that's going on right now. I mean, it's sad. It it's is sad what these kids are going through. And if you actually watch that, you're going to realize how bad it is to have these borders wide open. Uh-huh. And you're gonna be, uh, that will start you down a, a rabbit hole. You probably don't want to know, that's but right. you need to know. And honestly, it's things like this that will save the children. So when we start right. looking at it and educating and sharing, that's yeah. the only way we can, you know, when you think you can't make a difference, you can, you share that with one person, you share that with five that's people, right. you share that on social media. People need to know. That's right. I've never been outraged about um, migrants and them, you know, wanting a better life and wanting them to have the chance to come to America and wanting the open borders or, you know, no matter what side of the aisle, you, like, you know, five years ago, if you were screaming mm-hmm. about the border, Go watch this. Go watch it. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and it, and again, I think it's just so important to be informed. And I think, you know what? It's so interesting the Q movement, the QAnon movement, movement that sort of really gained traction in 2020 when everybody was locked at home and had some time to read. I think that what happened in that situation is there were people who kind of hijacked some of that and discredited discredited it. And then what happened was then people thought that child sex trafficking was not what it is. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? In other words, it's like you, um, and again, no offense to people who are part of that movement. It's just that this is what happens. And I think why we have to be so careful, it doesn't take much to discredit something. No, it doesn't. And also the New York times is still trying to use QAnon to discredit the Valencia, like their headlines. You see what I'm saying? They will take they demonize. Like if Trump said it, they're going to say Trump said it. And so then he's going to go ahead and just, they think that that's going to discredit it. That's it. You see what I'm saying? Do you see how it works, America? It could be a completely valid, you know, statement. It could be a completely valid fact. Yep. But this one person said it. Yep. In most people's eyes, not most, but where they want you to think that in most people's eyes, this person is not a credible source. Let me read you the headline, the New York Times. When high fashion and QAnon collide, okay. I mean, oh my God! This is this is how they this is how Ooh. they frame the Balenciaga. Two new Balenciaga campaigns ignited a firestorm that traveled from the internet to Fox News. Oh yes, fueled by allegations that the brand condoned child exploitation. Mm. So you see they how did. they see how they do that QAnon, but Fox they did. News. They so did. The, so like, the minute somebody sees that. They're going to be like any that's other it. news that they hear about it. That's they're it. going to be like, oh, that's QAnon. Oh, so, that's, so, that's not. That's so not here's real. a hint. Here's a hint, listeners. If you see anything that it talks about 
um, they, they use QAnon, they use um, uh, oh, Trump, okay. Proud Boys, Trump, um, oh, anti-vaxxer, right? Mm -hmm. If they try to associate a topic with any of those things, dig deeper, because a mm -hmm. lot of times it's a smoke screen to make you turn your brain off and not not read it, not listen, you know? And I think that's, that's important. I mean, I, listen, I think AOC is an utter idiot, okay, personally. I, I really think she is so embarrassing to you people who who voted for her. Really, I'm embarrassed for you because she is so not qualified to do what she does. She's not. And I'll stand by that every single day of my life. But let me tell you something. I still will listen to things that she says because I don't think that she's wrong about everything. When she talks about, remember, AOC was one who would call out congressmen for like kickbacks, right? For like, this was probably back early in her tenure. There were things that she brought up that I was like, she's not wrong about that. And that actually is a problem. So, so my, what I'm trying to say is, what I try to do personally, even when it's someone I cannot stand and I do not like, I still want to hear what they have to say. And it, and just because they've been wrong on some things doesn't make them wrong on everything. And you can apply that back to people who have really talked about child trafficking. Okay, let's say, for example, because I remember hearing this, and, and maybe it's true. Maybe um, Tom Hanks is an absolute pedophile, all right? I, I have never seen evidence that says that he is. But certainly there were a lot of people who were saying he was involved in this ring. Okay. Now, the problem with saying he's involved in this ring and declaring that is if you don't have evidence to back that up, you're just going to lose your credibility. And my point is to say, can we please try to be careful, everybody, before you blast things out there that you actually have receipts to back up what you say, especially before you accuse somebody of something that, and I have no opinion on that. I do not know him. So I have no opinion. But what I've sat back and watched on both sides, left and right, is the propaganda exists on both sides. And, and we jump on bandwagons of information that sometimes we haven't vetted as well as we should. And that's where your, your credibility is at stake. And I think that's been a massive issue. I will and, tell you, and I've said this before, like yeah. you said, when somebody is tough, there's a lot of stuff that we were hearing in the beginning. And the reason I even learned so much is because I did go look because I was like, there's no way that's right. There's no way the person is involved in this. There's no way. And then you're shocked. And I then you learn more. And then you learn minds around. It's like the stages of grief. Someone was yeah. saying that the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. Because you're in shock. So you don't denial, yeah. and then anger. Because yeah. you're mad that this is happening. You're mad you didn't know about this. You're mad because right. you don't know what to do to change it. You don't know what right. to do. Then you're sad. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, seriously, it was like, I mean, I really think that's what you I went through. through all that. <laughs> I think well, and I learned, like not just calling individuals out. We have learned that the child trafficking, sexual exploitation, whatever you want to call it, like is so deep, so wide and so pervasive. Yes. Like, in all of this, like in further than we could ever imagine. It's like, a, it's like talk about the rabbit hole of all rabbit holes. And it's like, like an evil you can't wrap yep. your head around. Yeah. And, and I think that's, 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 that's evil. so hard. I, it's hard for me to understand that kind of evil. Well, there's and, a Bible verse that says to the pure in heart, all things are pure. So if that's something that you can't even imagine doing, it's very hard to imagine other people, you know, perhaps doing it. Right. And I think how many times have those of us like, 
heard of somebody who was went to prison or did something like illegal or abused a child and you know absolute shock right because you didn't know that side of that person right which, which right. is why i bring up tom cruise i, I mean not tom cruise what well, he tom <laughs> is like i'm like he could absolutely be involved in something i would have no idea if he is or not unless there's some evidence that you know can prove that that's the truth but i think i guess my point is to say like the new york times goes and uses QAnon to just shut everybody down from listening when some of what QAnon has said, which is ex some of that ex exposing the sex trafficking of children, is absolutely true and real. Mm -hmm. But what do they do? They use it to make you think it's not that big of a problem. There's a lot of insiders. Like we laugh it off. Yeah. That it's like, oh, it's oh, this they conspiracy theorist. Yes, that's it's, it. Like we, that's crazy. That when, um, you know, y'all have seen it right here along with us, discrediting with the medical, the vaccines. Yeah. COVID, you know, oh, they're crazy. Here comes those conspiracy theorists. Well, look at how well the conspiracy theorists are doing. Right. I mean, we're batting a thousand. Right. Y'all will bring us up to uh, several more points I want to make before we hop off. Yeah. Number one, go to the highwire.com and watch what they, what Senator Ron Johnson had yesterday with the, it was his third roundtable discussion with physicians um, uh, like Dr. Corey, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Rish, Dr. Cole, Dr. Merrick. Um, there were some whistleblowers in there. We're going to have like, I'm, I'm getting videos together just to put in a rumble, like little clips of it because it was yeah. about two hours, but y'all need to hear it because go listen to that before anybody, before you call anybody, any of those doctors, conspiracy theorists, right. any of them quote anti-vaxxers. If you yeah. listen to anything they said with their slides, with their statistics, with their receipts, with their studies, with their evidence, and you still think that they're just blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah. You got results or, you know, just move on. Yeah. Um, but Crazy. you cannot, you cannot sit there and just name call without listening. And that's what happens is that people just keep name calling. Yeah. With oh, like, like our little interaction with that sweet thing yeah. on Facebook. What yeah. if she well, it's like it's name calling. And that goes right back to the beginning of our podcast, talking about feelings. It's like, you know, you're so scared to hurt anybody's feelings or get your feelings hurt. You know, and it's like, if somebody calls you a name, calls you a fascist, a racist, yeah. a, you automatically power to that because you don't want to stand up against something that people, you know, makes right. you look different to other right. people. It's, it's right. Funny. I do want people to know that Fauci was, was there was a deposition with Fauci, which how many mainstream media outlets are covering that? Probably zero. But, know. and we don't even know a lot about it, but also we did, we did release the transcript in our Substack. Okay. Yes. So we have the transcript. They just haven't, you know, it's very hard to get the video shocking. So stay tuned, but uh, coffee and COVID also covers a lot of this awesome stuff too. So please watch out. Oh, before I move on, governor DeSantis, like his great video, uh, his speech, of course, that is not covered by mainstream media to ma mainstream media too, but in Florida, they are going to be holding these people accountable for the MRNA uh, vaccine BS. Um, they, and they did their own study, by the way, just so everybody has context to yeah. that. Like Florida yeah. did its own study of injury, of vaccine injury, and found that it was like, what, at 80, I want to say it was like 84% increase of yeah. um, heart-related yep. heart, um, heart issues from people who were vaccinated. And so he's, you know, DeSantis is talking about bringing accountability, which I think a lot of the country wants, accountability for what has been done to Americans in the name of science. Right. Yeah, um, we're going to send y'all um, 
I want to include in the coffee and COVID because he has an email and phone number that you can send to Governor DeSantis to tell him that you support him. Please, please, please do. I finally did it last night. I was so proud. But yeah. just to say that you were in support because if he does this, that sets the precedence precedent for so many other people, because this goes back to the state. This is not a federal government issue. Okay. It's all going to go back to the state. So you have to, you have to help, even if you don't live in Florida, we don't go do that. Um, and then also I wanted to bring up our stupid speaking home in our state, Duke hospital yes. and the vaccine transplant. Yep. Um, how old is she? 11. Okay. Right? Is she 11 or 14? 14. She's a 14 year old girl. She needs a tr a kidney transplant. Uh, a, a, a person who covered this really well, Alex Berenson, another Substack. We would encourage you to go follow. Um, but at fourteen, Yulia Hicks has already had more than her share of bad luck. Brought from Ukraine to the United States in December 2018, she's given she was given up by her first two adoptive families before Chrissy and Lee Hicks adopted her in 2021. She suffers from senior Loken syndrome, a genetic condition that is destroying her kidneys and eyes and will soon force her to have a kidney transplant. But now there's another crisis. Doctors at Duke University, where Yulia has been awaiting a kidney transplant, have told her parents they will not give her a new kidney unless she's vaccinated against COVID, even though Yulia has already had and recovered from COVID. To pressure Chrissy and Lee into giving Yulia a COVID shot, the physicians have overestimated the efficacy of the jabs. Now, this is where... This is his, this is where uh, Alex goes into the science behind it. On a November 29th phone call that Yulia's parents recorded, Dr. Dan Chang, a pediatric infectious disease specialist, claimed that the shots, quote, prevent severe disease and death. This is a physician saying to the parents that this shot will prevent severe disease and death in a 14-year-old that you got like a wily coyote where like my head, like the, you can see the smoke. See. And they, yeah. Yes. It's like oh. in like the tea kettle, like whistle. Yeah. Like, like the, <laughs> we need the whistle. I mean, what? This is so, so scary. So scary. So this is what Alex does a great job of doing. He says, Dr. James, James Chang's statement is inaccurate. Data from Australia, for example, and he cites the data show that more than 90% of COVID deaths occur in vaccinated people. Dr. Chang also told Yulia's parents that the COVID jabs would help Yulia even though she had already had COVID. Quote, the natural immunity is not as good as if you had natural immunity plus vaccination, he said. In fact, a paper published in the New England Journal of Medicine in July that examined COVID infections in more than 2 million people in Qatar cast doubt on the effectiveness of so-called hybrid immunity against the Omicron variant. And by the way, he cites it, but this is basically what it said. The effectiveness of previous infection and two doses of the vaccine was 55.1%, which is similar to the effectiveness of previous infection alone. In other words, no significant improvement. So they have the recording of this call and, and they, he goes on to explain just how many of the things these doctors say that are patently false that we now know Peer-reviewed studies have shown it's not true. The scary but, thing is that they believe it. They yep. Believe it. yep. I'm just like, it makes me want to throw up and it pisses me off. It really, really pisses me off. And I did the stats. I want you to finish, Holly, but oh, you're good. I just want y'all to know that you can look up on the CDC. They have a weekly, you can look up the data based on age and sex and um, by month, by year, by state, by country. Yep. Yeah, I looked up because she's in North Carolina. Yeah, we're in North Carolina. I looked up for this year by month, 
ages zero to 17, COVID-related deaths, like not just COVID deaths, COVID-related, anything. Guess how many? Guess how many ages zero to 17? How many, how many deaths? How many? Zero. We're in December. There have been zero deaths. So where is the risk? And her getting that vaccine, we already know it's not going to help prevent it for anybody else. They didn't even test immunocompromised kids, people in these trials. And the kids, and then the, I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. Like, but I don't know why, because they just keep doing this shiitake. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, let me also say, if, if you have cancer, I just want to bring this up because I have a, a, a loved one in my life who was just diagnosed with lymphoma after the jabs. And there was a doctor, um, Kristen, you might remember his name, but he was a very well-known, world-renowned doctor whose brother had cancer and they showed his scans at diagnosis and then he got a COVID shot again to, because again, what did they think? You have cancer, you've got to go through chemo, you are immune compromised. It lit up his cancer cells in his body like a Christmas tree, okay? So can I just make sure everybody knows, please do not let them use immune compromised against you. Don't let them use your age against you for these shots. These shots at this point, I can't even find evidence of how they're beneficial anymore. No. Maybe for 30 days, if you got COVID, you wouldn't maybe have as bad of symptoms, but that would be literally it. Well, there's also uh, evidence and we put it in our story and I'll add it in the Substack about organ transplant failures after COVID vaccination because they don't know. We yeah. are still in the experimental phase. They didn't test people who had just had surgery or organ yeah. transplants in the trials. Right. So everybody who's going through this, and then when you, to your point about cancer, yeah. not only are they seeing a huge uptick in cancer and clots and weird, crazy clots, yeah. but it's just, it is actually just, I don't even know what I was going to say. I got, yeah. I got so all in a tangent with cancer. Um, when you were talking about the cancer, sorry, uh, yeah. now I forgot. But, it, but I think the point is to just, can we, can we also, and again, being in, in um, social situations in the last month, it still surprises me how many people don't know things, but the flu shot is not effective. We're going to say it for the thousandth time. Flu shot's not effective. Um, Tammy Mitten. You can go back and listen, go back to her going all the way to the top of the CDC and they acknowledge there is no evidence that, this, that the flu shot is ever effective. There's not any studies that prove that it's effective. The studies that they have cited were like nursing home studies that yeah. like you could have picked apart a thousand ways. It's, it's so interesting to me that we're still we're still blindly following friends. It's not just the COVID shot. You need to rethink everything about your health, about the people you consult about your health, where, how they get paid, how their education is. Like, I mean, it is such, <laughs> there's such deep ties to money here. And, and, and we have got to wake up to that reality and just be prayerful, like be prayerful and be wise, please. Because a, a flu shot, if it's not going to keep you from getting the flu, in some cases, I think it actually helped people get the flu. But if it's not going to be, it also comes with adjuvants, yeah. things like mercury, which we now know are tied to diseases like autism and diseases like um, uh, memory, dementia right. and Alzheimer's. Right. And do you know that they've looked at all patients with Alzheimer's, their brains? post-mortem and then the, their amount of mercury in their brains, because it passes the blood-brain barrier, is significantly higher than the average. Aluminum, 
Oh, maybe, well, maybe it is aluminum. Maybe it's, aluminum. Well, I think it's, it's aluminum, not mercury. Sorry. Actually, there's a great interview. You might be thinking of that. Mercury Mercury crosses it too. But, it does too. But, the, but the aluminum is yeah. like the big thing. And you want to talk about he's, he was suppressed too. Yep. Since They're suppressing the doctors and the scientists who talk about it. Even in the Alzheimer's research, they tried to poo-poo it. But it's now come back to the forefront. As they do know, because of these some of these postmortem studies, that there is an association. And by the way, so you have aluminum in the body. I had someone ask me recently, well, how are people getting aluminum in their body? Vaccines. Okay. Now, I'm saying all that to say that does not mean that I'm making no commentary on this. I'm simply giving you facts to consider. Okay. If you want to minimize the amount of aluminum in your body, it just means we need to make really good choices and, and look at risk benefit profiles of everything, of, of literally everything. One thing I learned, I did not know this in the trials, when they have the placebo with the vaccines, they actually, the placebo has, they use the adjuvants. They use adjuvants. So they so can't the really compare. It's not saline. They That's can't right. really compare. So if, if, these adjuvants are giving these side effects and you're giving just the adjuvant and then you're giving the adjuvant and the vaccine and the whatever, then you're not going to have a huge comparison. In fact, there've been some where the placebo group was worse. How was that? Yep. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, not worse, right? Like that it yep. was actually had worse complications. You're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Yep. Okay. Anyway, whatever, just pay attention to what's going on. And um, was there something else that we were going to talk about? Uh, well, I know people you dying suddenly. Start paying attention. Not normal. Not normal. Not normal. Al no. Roker. Al Roker with the blood clot. He had a blood clot, and then he had to go back in. And then there was a horrible. I mean, really sad. A video of just exercising dropped over. Celebrities alone. Just look at famous people alone. Like Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Haley Bieber. Over. Haley Bieber's Haley having Bieber. like every single day. I'm seeing a celebrity or someone in the public eye that is well, their career over, they're dead. I mean, well, right. Rod Stewart, Rod Stewart, exactly a year ago, I think it was December 4th, 2021 articles came out that he called anti-vaxxers killers. He said, nobody would be coming to his house for Christmas unless they'd had three jabs. This is end of 2021. His son just collapsed on the soccer field with a heart, heart situation. They thought it Let was, it, a then they're they saying that it was a panic attack. Okay. Let me ask y'all parents out there just real quick. Um, I mean, I know that there are kids that do suffer from panic. How many, how many times have you seen a kid mid sport have a panic attack? Name. Well, and turning blue. I mean, they, they said that their description was like, he turned blue he and turned stopped. Blue. So I mean, and I know, I know that you can get, you know, if you want to play devil's advocate, People can have panic attacks and get work okay. themselves. I saw it all the time in the ER. I did, but not all the time with an 11 year old and not all the time like that. Like, does he have a history of this? Right. And, and, and the thing is, I just feel like it's basically the, like Dr. McCullough said too, it's the vaccine unless proven otherwise. Right. Prove it. It, it, and so just prove it, prove yeah. to us. And, and the people who are dying suddenly that are healthy otherwise and have no other reason, yeah. why aren't they doing autopsies? And also why aren't they allowed to have uh, do autopsies. Why is Dr. Ryan Cole the only pathologist looking for if it was caused by the vaccine or by the virus? Why? I okay. think there are others who do, but it's not many. And again, it, you can, it's, as Dr. Ryan Cole says, you cannot find that for which you do not look. 
And we saw, just by the way, because this has all come out in the news recently, the the white blood clots that came from the, if you've watched Died Suddenly, the documentary. It's like which, calamari. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, he showed us a blood clot out of a cadaver and it was, it was horrifying. Um, so, and this was over a year ago, I think that do, we interviewed Dr. Cole. So I'm just saying like that part of that documentary is absolutely true. I don't know ever if every part of that documentary is true. I have been told, um, by a source that we trust that, um, there is, a uh, some stats that are not correct in that documentary. And again, I think this all goes back guys to fact checking, fact checking, fact checking. And yes, it takes a lot of time to do that. I get it. I get it. But before you go public with information, like we just, and you're dogmatic about it, we just need to make sure it's correct. And I'm not saying that it is or isn't because I don't know. I do know someone from um, Children's Health Defense, which is a institute that we trust has said there was some some misinformation inside the some of the statistics there so we we would have to look into it to find what was wrong we, we really don't know but let's just be careful let's 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 make credibility great again and let's just try to stick with what we can know and prove you know before we go off half cocked about things um also uh i wanted you to bring up the who we exchanged for the merchant of death recently holly oh, thank before you. we sign off um Ooh, I just saw, I just saw this is the else? latest on Twitter about that. Just real quick, Benny Johnson posted <laughs> this. So Brittany Griner was released from the Russian prison in exchange for, I'll let Holly tell y'all who that was, but listen to this. Brittany, meet Brittany Griner and Marine Paul Whalen, both Americans, both were convicted in Russian courts on dubious charges, both serving multi-year sentences in Russian prison. Um, Brittany hates America. Paul served America. Which one, guess which one Biden traded a terrorist to free? So we still have a um, Marine okay. over there still sitting in prison. And I guess he chose uh, Brittany. Brittany over Paul Whalen. Wow. So the, the when, they say, when they say that Brittany hates America, um, she's just spoken out against, I think we need to clarify what yeah, right. coming from. She spoke out against um anthem right or something she, yeah she like again you know neil i think for the national anthem has spoken out about not being free as a black woman in america i i, I don't want to quote her because i'm not looking at her quotes right she now she still feels like that now i i think that if you don't feel she you know to say that you don't feel free in america um and then go spend some time in a russian prison i hope that was a, a wake-up call you know yeah. um so. but again that we have military people over there still in prison and, uh, you know, you just, it's hard not to think this was just a public, again, the squeaky wheels get the oil, the, you want to talk about privilege Yeah. about celebrity privilege, right? Come on, come <laughs> on. All the celebrities crying about white privilege. Let me tell you who has privilege. Any celebrity in America has privilege. Mm. Lord have mercy. Yes. It's just a very interesting swap. Um, I mean, if you're going to trade the arms person, can't you get two people for that one? Like get two, give one. Right. right. Like we should have exchanged several that that is, but you know, I think Russia got the better end of that deal because it was, um, this, it was, he's known as the merchant of death. His name is Victor Bout and he was an arms dealer. I mean, we just let an arms dealer go. And, uh, one of the tweets I saw, it says trading a top Russian arms dealer for a pot smoking female basketball player. By the way, let's be clear about that too. Uh, she had marijuana 
on her. I don't remember what her excuse was or if it was CBD that was high dose. I don't know. I'm not, I truly don't remember her story. There. Yeah. But again, it was something that you want to go, Brittany, surely you knew going into a foreign country. Y'all, when I fly internationally, like I overthink everything. Do y'all like, I'm like, I mean, oh, I know I don't have weed in there, but I'm, I'm like, nervous. oh my God, I'm nervous. I really don't want to take my CBD oil because of a dog. Like I'm scared the dogs are going to smell it. Did somebody plant something? Like what happens? What if the dog smells something and smells like it? (laughs) You never know. I think that again, it's like, it just seems like that trade was not equitable in any form or fashion. And we just gave back Russia an arms dealer. I guess we'll have to send more money to Ukraine um, because we just gave Russia back someone who Who is is going to help the war against Ukraine. Ukraine. Just think, just think. Guess what? Thirty-three percent of a Republicans surveyed said we should continue, should continue sending as much money to Ukraine as possible till it's over. Thirty-three percent. Oh I want to know their names. And then, <laughs> I do. I want to know their names. Like I don't. I, and I also want to know how where they're getting their money because if they're right. not on the defense, I, if they're working with the Department of Defense or something, something that is weird. Thirty-three percent said, and then sixty some percent of Democrats said that they should absolutely keep doing it. But wait a minute, didn't and I may be getting this wrong, but you know, there's so much information overload. Didn't Kamala Harris like put people away for weed too? Like here we are. I mean, here we are freeing her for possession. And this is not a weed topic. I don't care. Y'all do what you want to do. Like. I, this is not about that. This, this is just about like it, the hypocrisy. hypocrisy again. The hypocrisy. Right? Outrage. Outrage. Like, like, didn't she put people behind bars because of this? Or what? Yeah, was like, yeah sure. that was like one of her. <laughs> that was one of her main things, right? Yep. And oh, and, and I, yeah. I, I just again, I think what we really want to point out the point of this episode is what's going on in the world, what the media narrative collectively the mockingbird by the way if you didn't see our social yeah. media post about yeah. mockingbird media it'll creep you out go look at it on, <laughs> on instagram yeah. um but yeah, just wrong. again what they're saying and then what you can pretty much it doesn't take long really to go down a couple of rabbit holes and go hmm you can poke holes in that like we just want our audience to poke holes and then talk about it because i think the only way we're going to reach people with the truth is one-on-one conversations now it's literally going to be someone that just trusts that you're not a complete idiot when you when you give them. It's the way I treat, you know, the flu shot and every other shot that I have conversations about. I just give them the science. So mm-hmm. you do what you want. You just should know this. Mm-hmm. And by the way, blank inserts still on these human experiments we're calling vaccines. I, like, I want to send that to Dr. Chang at Duke and say, yeah. how are you saying that this is safe and effective? How do you know, how do you when know? This is what the insert shows? I mean, and when Denmark is like, like they're, they can't, uh, just to show you too, the Denmark, they actually out, whatever, banned back the vaccines for people under 50, I think. Yeah. And the UK was like under 12. Yet we're here making it mandatory for a transplant patient to have it. A 14 year old with natural immunity. Make right. it make sense. Make it make sense. And I, we just, again, we want to make uh, critical thinking cool again, as as Kristen's shirt says right now. We want to make common sense common again. Yeah. We want to make critical thinking a skill that every American possesses. We have got to get back in our schools and teach it. Um, I was just talking to my brother-in-law um, this week. He's He hires engineers. He owns a company. And he hired, he's like, 
coming out of the top engineering schools in the country. He says they can't do anything outside of a textbook day one. Nothing. They, they cannot think. Mm. And it's, he said it's so frightening. And like, and I just want everybody to understand, like, I think the where we start is with education. And, and it starts in the home. Parents, we started this whole conversation by just talking about parenting. Good parenting means doing having hard conversations with your children, allowing them to fail, allowing them to experience doses of real life under your loving care. So that when they grow into adults, when those hard times come, they know how to handle them. That's that's what we need. We need strong people. Go Holly's, Holly's advice, go hurt their feelings. Go, go hurt their feelings. <laughs> go hurt their feelings today. Y'all, and I just wanted to say, you know, I used to be, Chad and I used to watch Judge Judy all the time. And I know I've brought this up <laughs> no, on my podcast before. But when we're talking about uh, critical thinking, using discernment, um, one of her taglines that she always said, and she was always right. She said, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. That's it. And that's it. If it doesn't make sense, it's, it's not, not true. true. Okay. It might be partly true. Yeah. It might but be it whole true. If it doesn't make sense, if you can't make sense of it, then it is not fully true. Mm-hmm. So just use your discernment. And that's what we need to all do mm-hmm. with everything. Mm-hmm. Like and apply that to every everything. story here. You know, everything. Amen. Everything. and it really, and wisdom comes from God. And I think the more that we have shoved God out of our society, the worse we've gotten. The worst we've gotten, wisdom comes from the one who made us. I mean, he knows everything. And the fact that we've just continued to shut that out, look what's happened. Look what's happening. I mean, we are dumb and weak, dumb and weak. <laughs> and I'm sorry, there's nothing less attractive to me. <laughs> dumb, weak. Dumb and weak. Like, I, I'm a people, like dumb and weak people. I cannot. I can't. And I know, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. And you can judge me. It's fine. I would judge me too a little bit. It's it's the, it's the, when I say dumb, it's intentionally dumb. Like, I don't mean if you have a learning problem, okay? I just mean like you are intentionally not thinking. Ignorant. And, and weak men Ignorant. like gag me with a spoon. I'm sorry. Give me some toxic masculinity. I, I like I do y'all. I know. I know. I'm so going to get ripped. Of but I'm just saying. Like I not who who is attracted to a dumb week. It's like, ooh, and then we bring it on. Well, I think like I mean, I know some dumb and weak people. They're marrying people, but I just I, I, I don't think they're dumb and weak. <laughs> dumb and weak. And like by weak, like so when they talk about toxic masculinity, I get like this male bravado thing. You know, I get that that's not attractive yeah. either. Okay, I get all that. Like you know, I'm so you know whatever. Yeah. But like I do think that. I think masculinity is attractive. I think strong masculinity, there's something about it that makes me feel safe. That's my father, you know, like that there's something about strong masculinity that like makes me feel safe and protected as a female. And I'm, I'm to be like, a strong, independent woman and still love and want talk. Yes. Uh, hello. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. My dad raised me to be strong and independent, but I loved his strong and I still love his strong masculinity. I think it's an attractive trait. I love that in my, in my husband and my boys. Like I, I'm never good. I, I think we have to be so careful. We have tried to just emasculate men and yeah. I don't think it's been good for society either. Like I, you know, certainly misogyny. I don't like people who like look down their noses at women. I don't think that's okay either, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, can I not like, I think it is hot when they are strong and masculine. I'm yes. I do. 
So whatever. Uh, okay. Well, I think everybody's heard enough of us today. Um, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Let us know what you're finding. We love it. Listen, by the way, we can't respond to everything and everybody, but thank you for sending it to us. And I think most importantly, please go subscribe if you haven't already to our podcast. It will remind you when we have episodes up and give us that five-star review because it helps mitigate the haters that give us the one stars who call us fascists and anti-science. And with that, it is a very few and far between, but you know, <laughs> it's always nice to hear. Thanks for the compliments, people. Thank you. We love it. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.